I think every kid should have a set of drums this Christmas. Just let the spirit go all through this next week they're home. How many of you would love that? Amen. We're so glad you're here. Hey, we want to take just a few minutes and just, I just want to share a, a, a quick picture into God's word. We've been looking at the series the last five weeks on a series called My Story. And we've been challenging people to post their stories of faith, to post their salvation stories on social media and then put a hashtag, my RFC story. And if you want to see some incredible stories, hashtag my RFC story or my mess to success. And you'll, you'll find a lot of incredible stories that are happening there. Uh, I appreciate Pastor Brad and the whole team and all the production they did. And we, amen, give them a big hand. And I am excited about this coming Sunday because we are going to uh, unleash Pastor Brad's uh, teaching and preaching skills and talents this next weekend. So plan on being here with me this next Sunday and uh, we'll finish up this teaching series. Well, today, as we look at Christmas, I wanted to share uh, just a, uh, so many times we see a Christmas tree and it's there out of tradition. And, and we can trace back in time a couple hundred years, and I think it was in Germany the first people brought a Christmas tree in. And, and I don't know what their purpose and what their meaning was because I can't interview them. But as I was just seeing Christmas and seeing the Christmas tree, today I want to tell the story of the Christmas tree. And Rock Kids, I'm going to need your help. Rock Kids, how many of you have, by a show of hands, Rock Kids, how many of you have a Christmas tree at your house? Do you? Okay. And, and so remember what Miss Kim said, those candy canes are coming. And Pastor Dean thinks you should have to show that you filled out the sermon points before you get a candy cane. <laughs> or at least make your mom and dad do it. How about that? Amen. Well, we've, we all have a Christmas tree. We've had one for years. And, and this one is a little bit different because uh, back when I was a kid, it was abnormal in my generation to have a fake tree. Everyone had real trees. This, in the midst of, of all the fake trees that are out there, this is actually a living tree. Well, it's not gonna live forever, it's been cut. But uh, this is a live Christmas tree. And so what I wanna challenge us is to, what does this tree, what does this uh, story, does this tree tell us? If you're taking notes today, the first thing is the tree uh, represents the cross and the tree of life. Jesus was hung on a wooden cross. It was made from a tree. And so every time from Christmas is here going forward, here's what I want you to do is I want you to remember Christmas by the points from this tree. That Jesus came, was born in this earth, and ultimately paid the price that he would give his life and die on the cross. First Peter chapter 2 says this, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. And by his wounds, you are healed. Well, the second thing that this tree represents is not only the cross, but if we go back to the beginning of time, it reminds us of the tree of life or the tree of good and evil. Isn't that an ugly looking tree? Does anyone want to borrow this one for the holidays? You know, we, we, have a, we have a leftover, but we have the tree of life or the tree of knowledge and good and evil. 
And man was presented with a choice. Adam and Eve were given the choice. Follow God, stick to your relationship with God, or choose your own way, choose your own wisdom, and follow that. And we all know what Adam and Eve chose. Well, the Bible teaches us in Deuteronomy 30. It says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. If we come and we partake and we choose the tree of life, we choose the blessings of God, we choose to follow God's plan, God's purpose, and God's direction for our life versus our own will, our own way, and our own wants. We submit our lives to God. And so the tree represents the cross that Jesus was died, was died upon, and it represents the choice that we have to live and follow God. Secondly, the unique thing about this tree is, is if we went by the classification of this tree, we would put this in the general classification as an evergreen tree. Meaning that in the fall, it, doesn't, it might shed some needles, but it is evergreen. And evergreen is a symbol of eternity. On your notes, evergreen, hit me. Evergreen is a symbol of eternity. And so when we see the Christmas tree, it's a reminder that all of us are eternal beings, that we are going to live forever beyond this physical world. We're going to live with Christ or we are going to live and be cast into outer darkness. We can rule and reign with Jesus and walk the streets of golden heaven or if we reject Christ, we are doomed to eternity in hell. We're all going to live forever. It's are we going to live in life or are we going to live in death? Jesus said this in John chapter 4. He said, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. He said it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And then in 1 John, he wrote, and this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. That that life, that abundant life comes to us. That eternal life comes through Jesus Christ. Now, kids, how many of you, uh-oh, my star is having some issues. Uh-oh, now I really fixed it. I'm going to fix my star. There we go. Kids, how many, of, how many of your Christmas trees have a star on top? Does yours? Yes? Well, how about this question, Rock Kids? What was it that led the three wise men, the three magi, to know where Jesus was? It was a star. That's right. And the star we put on our Christmas tree is a symbol Hit me with the guiding direction of the Holy Spirit's direction for our life. It's, it's, the star is a representation of that Holy Spirit that comes and lives and abides on the inside of us. And he leads and he guides and he directs us. In John chapter 16, Jesus 
put it this way in verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. And so that Holy Spirit guides us. When we don't know what decisions to make, that star is a symbol of the Holy Spirit's leading and direction. That we don't lean to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, as Proverbs says, we acknowledge Him and He will direct our paths. And then, of course, under every tree, we have gifts. Kids, how many of you have gifts under your tree already? How many, how many parents... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let a secret out. How many, how many parents, you don't put the gifts out because the kids snoop? Yes? I am, I am a snooper. Um, yesterday, Kim's parents arrived and they put something under the, 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 the tree. And, and I went over and I looked inside. And Kim goes, what are you doing? I said, it's not taped shut. I said, I'm looking. That was just a sign. I've done that for 50 some odd years now. <laughs> But the gifts that we have under the tree, they're going to break. They're going to become out of style, out of date. They're going, we're going to lose them. They're going to malfunction. They're going to stop working. But the gifts that God have given us, the gifts under the tree, are a representation of the imperishable gifts that God has given to us. These gifts are going to go away. They're going to fade and they're going to, they're going to no longer be seen maybe by next Christmas. But God's gift to us, the imperishable gifts will last forever. It says in Psalms 103, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from the death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things and my youth is renewed like the eagles. God is a giver. God is a lover. And the gifts that he has given to us, his freedom, his comfort, his victory, his peace, his protection, his deliverance, the gift of his only son, Jesus Christ, that would wash us and cleanse us and purify us from all sin, that he forgives us and, and he gives us his grace. He gives us faith to believe. And God, it never stops giving and blessing and taking care of his kids. So when we see the gifts under the Christmas tree, it's a reminder of the gift of the son Jesus that was given to us and all that came with that life and that package and the goodness of God. And then what is a Christmas tree without lights on it? Lights is what makes it different and light is what separates that tree in the yard from all the other trees. When, uh, uh, when the kids were young, now, now they don't care and they're in their 20s and they don't care. When the kids were young, I did out, outside lights because it's like, Dad, put more lights up. And, and I asked my wife, I don't do anything halfway. So if we are going to have outdoor lights, I am wrapping lights around rocks, around trunks, I am, I've got a stick and I'm, you know, a 20 foot stick. I'm going to get my lights higher in the tree than anybody else. And, and lights are fun because it, it lights the way and it shows that it says, come and see what is happening. Well, the lights on the tree represent on your notes, 
that our lights are a call to shine for Jesus Christ. That we're called to let our light shine. In Matthew, in Matthew chapter 5, which says, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And he said, let your light shine that men might see your good works and good deeds. And then this tree is made up of branches and a trunk. And the trunk is what gives the support system to the branches. Well, when you see your Christmas tree, the story it tells is this, the trunk and the branches represent our value to the local church. You say, okay, I'm not, I'm not getting that one. I, I, I'm not following you there. Well, let me show you the words of Jesus in John chapter 15. He said, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. He says in verse five, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. So what Jesus was teaching us, that as, as if we are the branches and he is the trunk, that if we stay connected to him, we're going to receive the life, the nutrients, and the health that comes from that loving relationship. But if we choose to disconnect, pull some branches out of this tree, and somebody stuck them in there really good. They were broken off. They appeared like they were attached, but they weren't connected. They weren't connected to the trunk, and therefore they withered and they died. In John chapter 15, Jesus went on to say that, that the dead branches are collected and they're, they're thrown away because they're not of value. You say, well, what does it mean to be connected? What does it mean to, to remain in Christ? Well, Jesus put it this way. He said, I am the head and you represent the body of Christ. Jesus is the head of the church and we, the members of the church, represent the branches of the body of Christ. And see, a lot of people struggle because they say, you know what? All I need is Jesus. I don't need the church. I don't need to have a relationship with others, but it's in that relationship with others that we create this beautiful picture and this beautiful image to present Jesus to the world. And together we can do more than we can individually. If you put this twig in your front yard and put lights on it, I doubt very many people are gonna drive by your house to see it. But if we take a massive tree filled with lots of different kinds of members and, and, and people and ages and stages and phases and colors of, of life, guess what? We create a picture that people are going to want to come and see what's involved. You see, here's what a lot of churches look like. They're missing members. They're missing branches who say, you know what? Church really isn't that important. I don't think we need to be there. Let's just Let's just stay home this Sunday. You complete us and we complete you 
And together, let's do big things for Jesus in this new year as it comes. And then lastly, what is a tree without ornaments? And I remember when Kim and I were first married, we, one of our first ornaments we got was first Christmas together, 1983. And then we got, we got an ornament for each of our kids when they were born. And, and then every year, relatives would get our kids ornaments and, and those, those ornaments would represent memories that we had as a family that we had on our tree for many years, a big red lobster, because on one of our summer vacations, we went up to New England and we stopped at a roadside place and all had lobster and, and we, bought a, we bought a thing and it reminds us of that special moment. Well, what you see on this Christmas tree are the names of the people that this year gave their hearts and lives to Jesus right here at Rock Family Church. Amen. If you're taking notes this morning, our last point is this, the ornaments are symbols of those being saved, those giving their lives to Jesus. And so Taylor in 2018 gave his life to Jesus. Damien gave his life to Jesus. Tony gave his life to Jesus. Bernice gave her life to Jesus. Michael gave his life to Jesus. Karen gave her life to Jesus. Annalyn gave her life to Jesus. Domingo gave his life to Jesus. Corey gave their life to Jesus. Shauna gave his life to Jesus. Charlotte gave her life to Jesus. Sarah gave her life to Jesus. Adam gave his life to Jesus. So did Megan. And so did Tyler. And so did Randy and Corey. Church, this is only 192 names that we could fit on the tree. There's hundreds more. What if next year, what if next year we had like a mambo tree in the corner and it was filled with a thousand plus names of those who had given their heart and life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Let's be that light. Let's be that church. Let's flock together. Let's let our light shine. Let's be led by the Holy Spirit and let's follow the leading of God and let's reach out and change our world with the good news of Jesus Christ. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you openly declare Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. In verse 14, it goes, 13, it goes on, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever says, Jesus, be my Lord. I believe in my heart and I declare with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. God will forgive you, wash you, accept you, and adopt you into his family. Our last big idea is this. Christmas began in the heart of God. It is complete only when it reaches the heart of man. God's heart said, I so love the world that I give my only son. But Christmas only takes on real meaning when it reaches the heart of men and women. 
Would you stand to your feet with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. And God, in the, in the busyness and the fun and the, the family, over these next 24 hours, we want to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. That why we give gifts to others is to, in symbolism of giving and receiving the gift of life that you've given to us. So God, today, we just say, Jesus, be Lord. Jesus, be King of our heart. Thank you, Father, for loving us. If you're here, you can open your eyes. And if you're here and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, the whole message of Christmas is that the Messiah was born, the Savior, God with us, Emmanuel, was born. Jesus said this. He said, he was asked, how, how can I enter the kingdom of heaven? And Nicodemus asked, and, and Jesus said to him, said, you must be born again. He said, how can I enter back into my mother's womb again? He said, not born of the water, not born of the flesh, but born of the spirit. He said, we must be born again, just as we read in the book of Romans. So here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm gonna ask you to judge your heart, to judge your life. And if you're not where you know you could or should be in your walk with God, I'm gonna ask you to pray this prayer with me. That you would just say today, I'm gonna start Christmas 2018 is a new beginning, it's a new day for me. And if, and if you'll just repeat this prayer with me, your life will be changed, you'll forever be transformed, and you'll enter into a personal relationship with God. If you're already born again, would you just repeat this with me, just in faith with those around you. But if you say, Dean, I'm starting new today. Today is a day of new beginnings for me. I want you to make this the prayer of your heart and enter into that relationship with the Most High God. Will you pray, say this prayer with me? Say, dear loving God, forgive me of all my sin and mistakes. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he rose again. And I invite Jesus to live in me, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, to be the King of my life. Thank you, Father, for loving me and forgiving me. Amen. And like that, your life is forever changed. If you made that commitment decision today, would you tell us about it? Would you just fill out a connection card? Just drop it by the guest information and, and, and let us know of that commitment and decision. Amen? Hey, thanks so much for watching. I hope the Word of God is changing your life and you're being blessed and ministered to by participating in our services and enjoying the sermons that you see here online. If by chance that you've never made a commitment and a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, would you take a moment right now and repeat this prayer with me and take that leap of faith and put your trust in God. Pray with me now. Dear loving God, 
Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on the cross and paid the penalty for my sins. And I invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Father, for saving me and loving me. In Jesus' name. And just like that, you're adopted into the family of God. If you live in Colorado Springs or are going to be in the area, we invite you to join us at one of our two campuses. Our Woodman campus is at 4005 Lee Vance Drive. That is at the Woodman and Rangewood intersection. And our South Campus is located at 262 South Academy. Join us at either one of those locations. Check the website for service times. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week.